Hey guys, Connor from the Ticket Stub, and you are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. You're listening to Dick and Skippy in the Mornings on IRLoneStar.com and Condos FM 104.5, 106.1, and Facebook.com slash Dick and Skippy. We are live in the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. Today is the 14th of October. The Catfish Festival is over, and people are picking up all the trash, and it's a great thing to be back here. The detritus. And uh, downtown Conroe broadcasting. We, uh... Do have a special guest? We have a new store that's opening up next door called Main Street Merchants. Is it downtown. new or is it a sequel store? I don't know. It's a. I think it's a sequel. It was a caterpillar. Yes. And then it was a cocoon. And now, and it now is a it's a butterfly. Uh, we have the folks from Main Street Merchants. You might know them as previous as Carly's Mercantile. So we're gonna hopefully have Carly and them in over around ten o'clock to learn more about what's gonna be offered next door at Main Street Merchants in downtown Conroe. But until then, it's gonna be Sean and I. Feel free to comment. And message us online on Facebook.com slash Dick and Skippy. You can always call and text us at any time and leave a message at 936-228-9368 or email us at dickandskippy at gmail.com. It's 931. Let's get on with the show. Sounds good. Let me uh, pipe in with some weather here because the corner has been turned. I think summer is firmly behind us now. Uh, right now, it's only 71 degrees yeah. in, in partly cloudy downtown Conroe. It's only going to get up to 83, uh, lows in the uh, low 70s, uh, some thunderstorms off and on over the next couple of days. But, like, here we go. Tuesday, the high is going to be 87, and then Wednesday, the high is going to be 69. So there's almost like a 20-degree difference between the two days. So we, we, we got it going on. So wear layers is what I'm saying. Well, cool. Did yeah. you uh, recover over the weekend? It was a busy weekend, my young friend. Now, you catfish festival the whole weekend long. Am I yeah. correct on this? Yeah. And uh, I hear Saturday was like a total blowout. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, it, the whole weekend was good. The weather was wonderful. Uh, the carnival, a lot of people, a lot of uh, happy people running around, dancing and all that kind of stuff. So it was nice. It was nice to see uh, everyone out and about, especially, you know, everyone thought it was going to be freezing or raining, but nothing happened. So cool. it was perfect. So uh, hopefully next year we'll be back. I wasn't able to make it to October Fest with beers, yeah. et cetera. Were, were you able to swing by? No, um, not at all. Well, I'm sure they had a good time. Maybe Katie will call in at some point, maybe when we open the phone lines and she can let us yeah, know. Yeah, that'd be cool. How it was. Yeah. So my weekend, I didn't catfish festival, but on uh Saturday, uh, evening, I did the well. I spent all day Saturday at the Woodlands Waterway Marriott se- setting up for the emergency chaplain group gala. That was that all night. day. God. Oh Wait. yeah, I was there for like eighteen hours by the time the night was done. But they served me like at midnight. They they had a special dinner for for those of us who were working hard in the in the breakdown. So it was it was a wonderful event. Uh, we had this artist there named Michael Israel, um, who's uh, lives in Florida, who really feels strongly about first responders. And so he, part of his acting gig, because, you know, he's got paintings that, like, Warren Buffett and Presidents and Bruce Springsteen have. So this guy's legit. And he's a speed painter. So he, like, put this big honking canvas up on, on the stage on this spinning thing so it could, like, spin around like a, one of those spinning wheels. And 
get the music thumping, boom, 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 and get the audience all rallied up. And then he'd slap together in a matter of minutes this painting that was just, and he'd like do a lot of it upside down. And you're like, what the hell are you doing? Then he'd spin I've it. I've seen this realize, before. Yeah. And, and then it's, it's Jesus. Yeah. He did, he did Jesus. He did Einstein. He did, you know, flags and the eagles. And it was really in, intense. Uh, so uh, some money was made for emergency Chapman group. It was nice. Uh, uh, had some good recognition. Uh, Wayne Mack, you know, just to the piece up here in Precinct 1, he was the uh, MC. Man, it sounds like a wrestler's name. Wayne Mack. It does. I'm just <laughs> Here well, comes, here comes the Mac attack. I was just like, thinking that. Does like, he have intro music when he goes into his courtroom? Like, Hey, I'm going to give a shout-out to Kane Hamilton, who just walked past our front door there outside. He was my Fonzie in Happy Days. And he looked there a little he, lost he, there. Now he's walking. Now, now, he's, now, he's now you got him. Now you got hey, him. Kane, pick a direction. <laughs> yeah, the theater's that way. Keep walking, Fonzie. Keep walking. Anyhow, so uh, the event was, it was a lot of fun. Very, very hard work. A lot of... Uh, silent auction items. And it was funny because, you know, I do that detective gig, the yeah. dinner detective. They actually uh, were one of the uh, silent auction items. So it, was, it was nice to see that. And uh, I do know that uh, Blackwood Gun Club that we've been at before, yeah. they bought that package amongst other stuff. So that was Saturday. Sunday I had rehearsals for one show, and then I went out to Tomball because it was the final performance of the Tomball Shakespeare in the Shade Festival. And they did their version of Macbeth because, you know, we did one in the woodlands last month. apocalyptic No, they, they did theirs normally in you know, 12th century Scotland. In fact, because I, I talked with that director to make sure we didn't do two similar things. And so it was watching two completely different productions. It was really nicely done. I don't know if you've ever, ever been out to Burroughs Park. They say Tomball, but you know how you take Kirkendall to that, like, Huffsmith-Kerrville road and mm-hmm. take that little back road? It's off of that, so I guess you could call it Tomball, but is this park is huge. I mean, yeah. I, I was driving thinking, surely I've passed the stage where this thing is going on, and I was driving for probably like two, three miles. We, we need more parks like that. It, it just didn't stop. Yeah. And there were people, you know, dozens of different groups, you know, family reunions, probably wedding photos over here, kids so they didn't want to see Shakespeare? <clears throat> Can we use can we use this area? Can we sit here? Well, no, the park is so big that you could seriously set up a fireworks display and it wouldn't have bothered the people at the stage. But it was a really good production. Well, there you go. I enjoyed that. And then my mom cooked a spaghetti last night. Last night it was my kind of my own little personal Mardi Gras, my Fat Tuesday, which is what Mardi Gras means. I, I'm trying to cut out the carbs again. I'm going to go back on that low-carb oh, diet. There you go. So last night I just totally pigged out on mom's spaghetti and f- and garlic bread, and so uh, something to take into today with me is I eat, you know, salads and meats. Okay, fair mm. enough, fair enough. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, the, the yeah, I can't believe you didn't come to the festival, the music and all that kind of stuff, so. I would have loved, I was there in spirit, my friend. Yeah. I was there in spirit. So let's go on to news. Uh, <laughs> have you seen anything of... Uh, Anything new that you want to talk about? <laughs> new? This is not a rehash of a rehash of a rehash. Uh, yeah, I mean, we got some headlines going here. Um, it's funny how last week was impeach, impeach, impeach. I'm not hearing a lot about it today. You know, I'm, I'm sure things are, are going forward. I do know that Elizabeth Warren has pulled out the I'm healthier than the rest of my Opponents well, I mean, that's, card. Well, see, and that's one thing that it's interesting to me when you're going down each day. The, the, I bet she was asked a question, and that's what she probably said. 
Yeah, that's like, how she answered. It's so, like I mean, you have to, she has to pick something. Each candidate yeah. has to pick something. Like Biden has been, you know, I've been vice president. I know what it's like. I'm the only, of, of all of us running, I'm the only one who's actually been in the Oval Office in, in this capacity. So I know it's what, that's his thing. Yeah. Um, Bernie Sanders is, I've always been an outsider. And I say with quotation marks, you know, that's, that's his stance. Warren has kind of, well, I'm Native American. No, I'm not. Well, I was pregnant. No, I'm not. You know, and this is something actually kind of solid that actually is germane. Some people th- may think, well, she's playing dirty. But no, it's I think the mental, emotional, and physical health of any candidate, and yes, that goes for both parties, uh, should be taken in, into consideration, especially for a primary, because this is the person that's going to be representing well, yeah, at one party. point, Yeah, at one point, you got to say what, what makes you different and... There's a lot of things you can say. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all power to her for, for, for doing that because looking at the field of those who, like, have a chance, those who aren't polling at 2%, yeah. she is health-wise, I believe, the most viable candidate. And I would not mind seeing Elizabeth Warren in a debate with Donald Trump because I believe it would force Trump to be less... No. Piggy, no. <laughs> and if he weren't, then he would rightfully no. lose a lot of votes. Oh, by the way, I want to give a shout out to uh, Jay Siddlebury. He was at the uh, the gala the other night. Ran into him. Okay. Uh, I just, you know, Jay's usually. I well, don't he's, know if he's usually on right out now. and about. He's out and about. He's doing his so. thing. But he's, uh, yeah, he was out there. Uh, he, I'm sure he bid on lots of items. I don't think he bought any of the paintings because he's cheap like that. Um, I mean, he can only have so many paintings. In I, house. Okay. Now I got to say, it, there was that awkward moment. At at the, at the event, at the, because what happens? The guy does the paintings, and, he, and like, no one wanted to bid on it. Well, yeah. Then, then they bring out the guy for the auctioneer, and the guy's pumping up the audience, like, "Yeah, you know, we got, you know, Warren Buffett's got paintings. You know, these things can go for one hundred and fifty thousand dollars each. You know, so we're going to start the bidding at only ten thousand dollars. Who's first? Nobody. Anybody. <laughs> and now they're professionals, and of course, Michael Israel, who's is a, is a really nice guy. He's very down to earth. I, I had to be connected to him all night long to introduce him to people and stuff like that and take photos. But obviously this wasn't the first time that they've held an auction and no one's raising their hand for a $10,000 painting. So they handled it really well. And then they got the price down and people started getting into the, into the scheme of things. But uh, yeah, it was uh, was good seeing Jay there along with some other people. 10,000 is a lot of money to start out with. Well, uh, and that usually with an auction, that's what you do. It's like for this stunning piece is valued at a million dollars. We'll start at, 900,000, yeah. no one, okay, 800,000. Then you go down, you hit the point where some bids, and then you start building people back up. No one wants to be the first one. Well, how much did it end up going for? Uh, I think there were f- five paintings. Uh, th- they did it where high bid got the... Uh, the collection? Oh No, the uh, choice. Okay. And then the second highest bid got what was left. And then they also threw in throughout the auction because uh, there was a... Uh, there was one that was popular. I don't know if it, I can't remember if it was the Jesus one or something, but Michael Israel said, listen, if someone matches this bid, I'll paint another one and ship it to you next week. And they're all signed editions and stuff. And I gotta admit, if I had five thousand I think they went for like five, six, seven, eight thousand each. So not too bad. And uh yeah, that's him a few years ago. Uh but he's just very really energetic. Uh, Very energetic guy. Yeah. <laughs> did he paint with his shirt off? No, he did. He, he's my age now. Did he paint with his shirt off? No, he did not. 
Would you would, to... I mean, no wonder people would have been spending all their money. The painting was awesome. <laughs> we're, always, we're gonna move. There's back. a there's a comedian who does his comedy act shirtless, and I always wondered if like how how much the mood changes. Because I don't know, like you know, you we're listening to something, focus on somebody without a shirt on. I don't know that that would just. It after depends a on the comedian. Time. Here's the thing: if you know who's ripped in our world, who who just got you know, okay, Jason on because he he works out. He could go shirtless and, and get a certain audience attraction. I could go shirtless, and I'm going to get attraction, but from a completely different audience. So it really depends. Can this guy paint just regular painting, or does he always go like, I don't know what's going to end up happening here, and then it turns into like someone's face? No, no, he's not. Uh, a, a bit of both. He can be inspired on the spot, but also you he's can like, tell. Oh, man, this is Bill Cosby. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't mean to do yeah, that. That second awkward moment. Oh, I'd, buy that. I, I'd buy that. <laughs> Holding on to the jello pop. Yeah, so I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go back to the, the, the gala, but I did want to give a shout-out to those who did show up. Well, because, I mean, I imagine that guy, part of his act is an act. Like, it's a show of him showing you painting. He's showing you painting. And, like, I think this was kind of that's kind of a, a two-way street, I imagine, when you put value into art. Because you're like, I just spent five grand on a painting that the guy took 15 minutes to do. True, but then again, there's a painting in the so, in the Museum of, of Fine Art in Houston. It's probably like a dot. It's a, literally a red dot on a big white canvas, and it's worth like uh, $12.5 million. Did Jesus touch it? Or Pollock. You know, Pollock painting. I don't get Pollock paintings, where he literally just dribbles paint cans and brushes over a canvas. Well, I think he had a good PR agent. Well, you literally get, you can't get two of the same thing. Now, this Michael Israel gentleman, he, you know, he can, there's some that he can duplicate. Yeah, you know he. There were. We well, definitely had. Well, I've seen this you can guy see before. Like a, yeah, like he definitely a has a technique Lennon. that's yeah. really fun. He's and got you're a like, I wonder who it's gonna be. He's got it down to a fine art, but then others he just totally starts painting to see where it comes up with, if that makes sense. So yeah, it was a uh, um, uh, not nicely done. But we can move past the gala now. I, I've oh, you don't want to talk about you know? No, we can. Yeah. I just don't want to talk about his abs anymore. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that would add to the show. I would enjoy that. I'd be like, this is different. Okay, would you want to see me shirtless making painting? Wasn't like Kiss? Don't they get shirtless sometimes when they're playing? No, nah, probably not anymore. Now they they you know they have the open front stuff, but these guys are literally in their seventies now. Yeah, but like, who cares? True, true. I mean, no one can really afford the good seats, so everyone's like in the back of <laughs> yeah. you know the Toyota. Like, man, there's a guy. There could be those Hall of President person? animatronic things, you know? <laughs> that'd be that'd be wild. But okay, cool. So uh, I know like the. The concert this weekend over at the Catfish Festival, uh, there were. It's amazing how many different people come out, and and they had vendors, and they had a carnival, and Holly and I did the caricature mm-hmm. uh, person. We finally got you someone sent me to do that it. picture, and I thought it was we really finally cute. got someone to do it. It was a lot of fun, and you got to post that so people can see. Yeah, it. I know what was what was really awkward was he was sitting there, and he he's. I mean, he takes his job really seriously, and I was like, oh. Don't worry, I'll just scan it when I get home. I'll have a high-res image. <laughs> and then I realized, I was like, maybe this guy doesn't want me to know I'm going to, like, manipulate the thing he just... Again, speaking of paying somebody... You paid him for it, right? Yeah. Then then you're good. And he's a character. I'm not talking down on caricaturists because they're amazing artists because they have to capture a likeness of somebody. Um, but they are caricatures. So, you know, you pay your 10 bucks or 20 bucks or whatever, and, yeah. and, and I don't think they're too beholden... To no, you can't mess with my art. That's my. I, mean, I, don't, I don't really know. But I, I you really I'm need not to post an art that. Person, I'm you not need a person. to post that caricature because it was really cute. I will. 
Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Um, well, I can talk about how good my wife looked at the gala. You know, okay, I got a question, and yes. especially for listeners and things like that. I'll, I'll take this down. Sorry you're staring at this, <laughs> this man. I can't tear my eyes go. away. Um, you know, with the the thing that a lot of the news is talking about is Syria and all that stuff. Yes. And why is it so hard to cover it efficiently? Okay, I, I have... Does that make sense to yeah, you? Yeah, well, that it's very complicated. If, if this Syria-Turkey thing were relationship status on Facebook, it would be it's complicated because, and I'm going to interject some well, of I'm my own A lot more of like thought. boots on the ground watching the, the fight because a lot of the major outlets that are posting stories, but it's like it doesn't seem to be just, they're not, they're not basing the story off of what they're filming. It's more of just like this is the region this is where it's happening. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, is there really no one there with a camera? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So, um, this I can't no- believe that. But, I don't believe well, that. Well, is another situation where literal and figurative battle lines have been drawn. Uh, this president opted to remove forces, which should have happened a long time ago from Syria because we backed the Kurds yeah. and the Kurds are true allies. Now, think about this president and President Bush before him. In fact, every president except, it seems, Obama has been lambasted for being in the Middle East, yet no one left the well, Middle East. Well, I'm not East. worried about the politics of it. But, I'm more and more worried about the reporting. Like, for example, there's a thing I found from the New York Times, and like they their, their article is like a visual thing that says, we have proof. And I'm going like, what are people hiding this? Like, I, I mean, we have proof of this is, uh, Russia bombed four Syrian hospitals. We have proof. If there's proof, and yeah. it's if, if Russia purposely bombed four civilian hospitals, then a war crime charges need to be filed. And they well, aren't to, they already involved over there? But Russia, they, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's a, the, that's what I'm trying to figure out. World like, War Three will begin in, in the Middle East in something like Syria. Okay. And see, and that's that's the tightrope because for decades we've been told, oh, you know, the presidents are warmongers. You know, we got to get out of the Middle East. Okay, well, we got out of one thing. And, oh no, no, we need to stay in there. So, it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. Now that being said, I think it was the wrong move to leave the Kurds high and dry because we have precious few I allies. Know, I don't know that geopolitics stuff. Okay, Kurds are our good guys, and they really had our backs and we've had theirs. They they were they well, let me ask kept you this. Syria relatively safe. Turkey's like, you know what? We wanna take we wanna So that, that's what you're telling me is Turkey wants Syria. Syria. And 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 why do they want it? Just because of why not? Resources. Okay. Um and so it was the wrong time and the wrong reasoning for us to suddenly say, hey Kurds, you're on your own, even though we should have left you alone decades ago, years ago, for you you know, to stand stand on your own. Because that's the whole point. When we go into on paper, when we go into these other nations to help quote nation build or, yeah. or for protection, it's for a short amount of time. And that's where Iraq just fell apart because we weren't supposed to be there for years on end. Uh and Nicaragua and you know all these other places as uh, the Sandinistas, every time we've taken sides on something like that or stuck our nose into it, we're there for too long. And, you know, things need to be pulled out. So <clears throat> I have conflicting emotions myself on it that, yeah, we, we need to start pulling out of, of places, absolutely and rightfully so, and that's what people protest for. But there, I think this is the wrong one. 
There are other places. I mean, I'm not. I'm not from. judging. I was just curious why. Like the the when I look at the reporting, I feel like it's almost like they're not allowed in there. But I always felt like today's standards. Like reporters aren't allowed yeah, in Syria. Like they're not. Like because most people have a you know can live stream pretty much. You know, I mean, I don't know if there's other. Well, think of think of the early days of Desert Storm when you had journalists in, embedded in, and they yeah, you they know, literally had the vest on, and they had yeah, them. and they were there. They took a courage and a dedication yeah. to journalism. Well, that's not there anymore. So no one's there. No one's no one's throwing up the hands. Let send me in. I'll, I'll put my life on the line. I don't think there's a journalist left alive willing to die for their for the story. I don't know about that. That's a big statement. Name, name me one. Geraldo. <laughs> He seems to always come to no. mind when I need a when I need a savior. We're all <laughs> need a savior. There. Wait, so uh, yeah, I was just curious always about that because it's kind of like, all right, well, we get the investigations, we get all the we get all of the stories, but it's like everyone wants to be something cozy behind their keyboard. Well, I think that, I think that's the the issue too is a lot of people want to be first, and so it's like we can't really do anything with this unless people just tell us. Like we got it on the we got it on the Telegraph, you know. It's like. Mm-hmm. You know, but see, if you have an embedded reporter over there, they can give with the streaming. They can let the world know this battle is going poorly. Yeah. This battle is going well, but no one's volunteering for it. No one's. But maybe I'm missing it. I, mean, the, I could be completely because I always feel like with the idea of social media, there's always that that chance of being able to glimpse something real before it gets turned into the media machine. Right. Because you always have those few. You have those few uh, guys that are like, on the ground filming stuff. That you know become personalities like on their own. That uh, and like Tim Pool's one Desert of those personalities. Desert Storm made Wolf Blitzer. You know, Wolf Blitzer is pretty much homebound, but that that's where that started. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, and I'm wondering that where where can we get more access to people like that? So if a listener knows a good person to follow, that doesn't seem to be like he has to check with his producers every you know two days. I you know, absolutely I, what, agree what with you. What kind of stories can I run? Because there's, there's got to be journalists out there. I know there's got to be at least one or two who are literally young and they're ready to go and they have their phones. And no and network will touch them because they... Oh, yeah. Because you got to sanitize it for, you know, you've got to promote the agenda of whether it's CNN or Fox News. I don't care. They've got their agenda and they can't take a chance on a live story jacking with that agenda. Go back to Desert Storm. We saw the scud attacks. We saw the, you know, the cameras on the missiles as they're heading towards the bad guys. We saw, you remember that night vision of all the, you know, the sky lighting up. Um, live telephone reports because everything's down from, you know, the one reporter in a bombed out hotel with a gunfire going on. So I can see them shooting now. Whose life could end at any given second for the story. Those, I feel those days are gone. Those people are gone. And I agree with you. If someone knows of any journalist, and I mean journalist out there, and not some poor schlub who's like, you, you know, I got to get the story out. But I mean an actual professional journalist willing to take it to the mat for the story. I will follow them and I will promote them to the high heavens. I mean, it's just interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, it is 9.53 right now and we're about to be taking our top of the hour break. And we're going to be having our guest in from Main Street Merchants. Here in downtown Conroe, we share a space with them, actually. So if you're looking for a location, just look us up because we're inside of it. Yeah, you can peek in one so, window and then go through the door and get some goodies. So we'll get them to come in here in a second. Is there any closing remarks you want to go with over here? Buy low, sell high. All right. Cool. Thanks Thanks for that. Uh, we'll be right back here on Dick and Skippy in the mornings. You're listening on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. And we'll go far, far the moon. 
is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Are you one of those who feel that life is too short to drink bad coffee? Then come to Beanpoint Coffee. Beanpoint Coffee is open with two locations. Whether you're in downtown Conroe or historic Montgomery, we have the best fresh brewed and specialty coffee, delicious pastries, and courteous staff. Come visit us at 330 North Main Street in Conroe or 401 College Street, Suite 170 in Montgomery. Visit BeanpuntCoffee.com to see our complete list of special events. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. From the beginning, the main purpose of the Cooperative Extension Service has been to change human behavior by teaching people how to apply the results of scientific research. By utilizing a holistic, multi-level approach, Extension Family and Community Health Programs encourage health and well-being for everyone, addressing values, concerns, and needs with reliable science-based information. Extension programs help people lead healthier lives. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. Hispanic Chamber Connections with Dr. Carlos Sanchez, president of the Woodlands-Conroe Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, featuring event announcements, member highlights, and more. Tuesdays at 1 p.m., broadcasting from the heart of Conroe, Texas, on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5-106.1. A Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Statistics show that one out of every six Texans struggles with food insecurity and hunger. And many people don't eat enough fruits and vegetables every day. The Better Living for Texans program is here to help you learn how to make healthy menu choices, save money at the grocery store, Prepare quick and delicious meals, get more good nutrition in your day, and get more physical activity. Classes are fun, friendly, interactive, and free, and taught in English and Spanish. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday. 
your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in western swing, honky-tonk, Zydeco, Texas blues, outlaw country, and put a pinch of red dirt, and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Welcome back. Dick and Skippy in the mornings, broadcasting live from partly cloudy downtown Conroe at the Lone Star Community Radio Studios on Main Street. We're also on Facebook Live. We podcast every show, so go to your iTunes or whatever it is and make sure to like us on the podcast because you can can put a little Dick and Skippy in your pocket and take us with you wherever you go. 9.58 on the dot. On Monday morning, we've schlepped into another week, and uh, the weather's going to be all over the map. Last I checked, though, traffic wasn't too gnarly, just, you know, more of the same. But there's no traffic outside of downtown Conroe, but I hear there was this weekend with the downtown Conroe Cajun Catfish Festival. That's a mouthful there. And people who were there to help, uh, uh, you know, celebrate it were our next-door neighbors who have their own shops. Um, So... uh, Without further ado, we're, we got Carly in the studio. What's so funny? Jeez, I don't know. It's something my brain just shut off for a second. I'm like, <laughs> well, I have no well, idea well, what I'm have, saying at this we moment. We have Carly and Janice, Janice in the studio, uh-huh. and they have a new store. We they basically, like we said, it was a it was a oh, caterpillar, God. then a cocoon, and now it's a beautiful butterfly with Main Street oh, merchants and downtown Connors. How are you how are you ladies doing? We're doing really we're well. Good. Yeah. So yeah. is this is this kind of like a sequel shop or? Because I know we enjoyed we enjoyed patronizing uh, Carly's Mercantile. It's basically a gift shop. So well, a gift shop. What what we've done is we uh, we decided that we would rebrand it and make it a little bit more of everyone's store. Okay. We're trying to uh, encourage local vendors to come in and sell their product in the store. And so it gives everyone that, you know, that does farmer's markets and different markets, it gives them a storefront. Yeah. And so that's what we're trying to create. And with that, we've decided we would still keep the refreshments and the snacks that everyone was used to coming, you know, Mm -hmm. into Cardi's Mercantile. So we just kind of blended it. And uh, so far, we're getting good reception from people. They're super excited about it to put their product in there. Facebook's blowing up. And oh, that's so good to hear. Tomorrow we're having a grand opening. We're going to be open from, from 10 a.m. till 7. 7. And we're going to have wine, food, music. Uh, you music had me at wine. Music during the lunch, uh, music in so, the evening. Uh, Krista Jean is going to be uh, opening up mm-hmm. at lunchtime. And then uh, Buck Yeager is going to be doing 5 to 7. Wow, and so this is uh, like a day-long thing, so as people are coming through, you're, you're hitting a, a great audience on that. Oh, that's good to hear, and I love the fact that, uh, you know, you get the artisans, the local artisans, because especially as weather's getting more jacked up, mm-hmm. um, so kind of like all the benefits of a farmer's market without having to brave the elements. Exactly, yep. and I hope to have, uh, in the future, have a, like, morning uh, markets to feature some of the artists. Mm-hmm. Let them come in and show more of their product because you can only carry so much in the store. And so we'll advertise when we have yeah. certain artists in. And uh, so anyway, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We're excited. Well, there's a lot of local craftsmen and crafts ladies or craft people, and then they make artisans. Art is that what they call yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. You're thank welcome. you, Sean. 
So when when someone thinks of gift shopping, Main Street on Main Street Merchants is a spot. Yes. And yes. then thinking of drinks and just kind of if you're wandering downtown, a spot. Absolutely. Yep. And then if I'm a art artisan, 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 mm-hmm. you guys come and see us. So if I if I know somebody or if I make a local good, like what? Give me like a product idea that would resonate with people knowing if I make it at home and I could sell it in your well, store? Well, let me tell you some of them that we have in the store right now. We have a, a local vendor that we purchase candles from. They're okay. soy candles. Soy candles? Mm-hmm. And Is there anything that Bean cannot do? <laughs> I'm not sure. Is but tofu? They, they, smell, it's like- they smell beautiful. Uh, we have a gentleman that, uh, socks. that actually makes socks from recyclable plastic bottles. Okay, we have wait, that wait, in wait. store. Socks from recyclable okay, bottles. We got to buy a pair of those, dude. We got yeah, to test these out. They're super soft. We have a lady that makes hand stitches leather purses that we have in the store. We have a gentleman. Oh, hold on. Oh, Carly's Carly's holding one up. Get, get, it on the, get it on the camera there. We got it. Okay, right. cool. And then uh, we also have a couple of gentlemen that are making these keto cookies. That are delicious to die for. So I know a lot of people are. I've go, I'm going. I'm going keto again today. So okay. I had spaghetti last night, and that we, was my. And so we have. I mean, just. I mean, I'm probably not even. Th- oh, I have a lady coming today that's making uh, baby teethers and rattlers mm-hmm. that are just the cutest things. I mean, they're just we adorable. Have, so we, we have, have a section. The same person that makes the candles also makes the baby bows. Right. Oh, the makes bows? the what? The the bows. No, oh, she's yeah. a different vendor. Oh, okay. Different vendor. We have a, yeah, we have a baby section. We have a kitchen section that has kitchen gadgets and food. We have a home decor section, so we're people making you know decorative things. We have a women's section that has clothes, a little bit of clothing. I don't. I'm not really a clothing boutique, but if someone makes a scarf know, or a something, scarf or yeah. something like that, of course, it'd be in there. We uh, and jewelry, of course, because a lot of craftsmen make jewelry. Mm-hmm. We have some local jewelry as well. So, well, I myself am the master of making earrings from Coke bottle tops. So, well, there you go. I'll just <laughs> <laughs> remember that there's a big thing in the '80s. You you, you take the Coke bottle, you know, the, that you took off the top of a. Okay. And you put those little wax in, stick a stud, and all of a sudden you got yourself a <laughs> pair of Coca-Cola earrings. Interesting. Well, the, y'all's main point of contact is on Facebook, right? Yes. 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 And so when I'm on Facebook, what do I look up? Look up Main, Main Street, Street Merchants. Merchants. There you go. Look at uh, that in stereo, I, I, too. I, I, linked, I linked it in our <laughs> descriptions and stuff like that, so people want to see pictures. I know you take a lot of photos of, like, examples of what y'all are selling. Uh, and then tell me a little bit about the beverages and things like that. So we're keeping the, the cold drinks. We're keeping the cold drinks, but I'm I'm going for more something different that you just don't find at the convenience yeah. store. So I have... Uh, Real sugar drinks, so if you want to get loaded up on your sugar, but you're going your keto, so you won't be able to. I'm not that committed to but it. But we have uh, Coke uh, with real, we have Dr. Pepper with real sugar. You know, now when you buy uh, drinks in the convenience store, they have, uh, what is it, the, uh, what is it, the coop? Uh, yeah, the, the fake stuff. The fake stuff. Yeah, the, the right. not as good. Exactly. So we've got drinks like that. We have uh, little small espresso shots. Uh, we have different juices. Uh, matter of fact, I'm looking for someone that's making juice that would like to put fresh juice in the store. So I'm trying to put hmm. some really different options for a drink. I'm, you know, so, and then the snack side of things, we're, we're just have a variety. Yeah. I mean, it's, 
I've got a lady coming to see me that's making uh, zucchini bread and banana bread. So, I mean, we'll have all kinds of different food options. I really like the idea of having a shop that is a storefront for those who do the farmer's market. And they're trying a different, you know, basically literally a different market to reach people. Oh, yeah. And especially if I'm a big fan of this person, I can look them up. Like, oh, I sell them at Main Street Street in uh, downtown Conroe. Exactly. And I'm trying to highlight their product in the store um, I'm going to come up with signs telling about them, mm-hmm. and you know, so that if someone wants to buy more of their product, they can contact well, them directly. I mean, how do you sell socks that, like, oh, they're made out of plastic bottles? <laughs> oh, that—that's well, the selling point. And uh, a lot of the vendors, they'll bring their information with them, so we can keep the the information in the store with the so, product, with yeah. the product, so people can know where to. Now, people that don't know, you know, the area, so you're located, you know, right next to each other on the 600 block of Main Street, which is right next to the, this huge honking theater. 208 North Main. Oh, is it 208? Why do I think 608? Yeah, we're 208. Oh, okay, I don't know. My brains are fried. We're 208. Two, yeah. Thank Just you. neighbors to the Crichton. <laughs> yeah, right next yeah. to the Crichton. 208, and also right across the street from the courthouse. That's so, right. like, people, you know, we got juries and... And people getting off on parole and judges and DAs who, you know, they need their stuff, too. Need and their so socks. Need their socks. And right. I, I, challenge, <laughs> I challenge DA Brett Ligon to uh, come over and buy a pair of these socks and, and lead by example. Because if the DA buys it, then the assistant attorneys will buy them. That's true. And uh, pretty soon we'll all be wearing recycled plastic socks. <laughs> I'm trying I, to say with a straight I face really and I can't do it. I really hope that it becomes a destination, especially for the, everyone that lives downtown particularly, mm-hmm. when you need a birthday gift or you need yeah. just a special something for someone because it's going to have really unique things in there right. and that you just wouldn't be able to go buy off the shelf at the store. So I think that's what we're trying to create for people. And you also increased the the size. You know, last couple of weeks, we, we've been hearing some hammering and stuff <laughs> going next door. We, so even if you've been to Carly's Mercantile before, when you come to Main Street Merchants, it's like a whole new store. It's a whole new store. I'm I'm actually all the way in the back. It, it, we did open it up. Oh, that's to, good. So you got to yeah. walk all the way through to get yeah. a smart move. I like we that. opened it up so we'd have more square footage. It's actually mm-hmm. a 1,000 square feet, so it's a pretty big store. Um, Matter of fact, when I started I putting my, my merchandise in, I thought, am I ever going to fill it up? <laughs> well, that's one thing I, I kind of wanted to have you guys on to let f- folks know. If you do make good, like homemade, homemade goods or anything like that, just contact them through Facebook at Main Street Merchants Downtown Conroe because I know uh, Carly and Janice can really help you out. And it's Absolutely. a good way to yeah. get your product out of your house. I bet, you know, someone in the house is like, get this soap <laughs> out of here. <laughs> so it's a good place to, to go to see if people will buy it. So Yeah, or even just stop by. Our store hours are going to be, we, we have our grand opening tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So we'll be open, but we're going to be Monday through Friday from 10, 10 to, to 6, 6 and Saturday from 10, 10 to, to 2. 2. Okay, cool. Okay. 10 to 4. Yeah, we're going to see. We might open, stay open a little later if we have enough traffic mm-hmm. on Saturday. But bring samples of your product. and What a great idea. Yeah. I think that that works. So fun. I'm going to go find my old Coke bottle tops and see what I can come up with. Maybe we should get that painting guy. Hey, you know what I did get home as a, as a thank you? I got literally a $1,500 bottle of wine now because he, like, that Has anything painted to do with it. our interview here? Well, I'm just saying it's. <laughs> I'd bring that in, but I don't. You know, I don't want to sell it yet because the artist is still alive. I want to hold on to it. <laughs> yeah, it might be worth. Well, I got a certificate of ownership. It's a $1,500 bottle of wine. I don't know what's in. It could be empty for all I know. It's just see the guy. 
painted it. But yeah, I don't think we're gonna bring his artwork in. But like, I love the the Woodlands uh, Farmers Market myself. Uh, it's a great Saturday event, and I know there are tons of artisans. Now I know that some of them beyond crafts, they also have. There's this one guy that sells this amazing seasoning. Is that, I have it in the store, Uncle B's. That's it. Yes. Oh my gosh, this is like the. Yeah, so she has, awesome. She has been going to the Woodlands Farmer's Market. Like yes. Crazy. That's the guy who's the, like the veteran, right? And I, I think, I, yeah, so. There's one of my vendors. I've got a vendor that's pulling away now. <laughs> well, go stop him. I need to, I need to catch him, guys. Uh, yeah, yeah. Go catch him. We'll, we'll, we'll just we'll, talk we're, about we're, Yeah, we're talking to Carly, Main I, Street I, Merchants in downtown Conroe, and uh, Carly will be your server today. <laughs> uh, so I know, Carly, you, you're really excited about this, and, you know, there's a lot more stuff. For people to buy, you ready for it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm real excited about it. I'm excited at the for the live music too, and the. That's happening tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Tell people again. What time is the grand opening? It's happening tomorrow. Uh, from we're gonna be open from ten o'clock in the morning to seven in the evening. So you, you guys can come after work, uh, during your lunch break or whatever you need. Cool, okay. and Dick and I can actually grab a couple of microphones with really long extension cords and actually walk next door and do, like, a live broadcast. Yeah. Yeah. There's a radio station inside Main Street Merchants downtown Conroe. There you go. So that's there's that. We're, we're right next door to each other. It's that's cool. Of... Well, I, I just want to start singing the Mr. Rogers theme now about being, being neighbors. <laughs> do you even know the song? This Are you is, just saying that? This is, this is Mayberry. This is Mayberry people. <laughs> <laughs> everybody knows each other and everybody's it's and i had a tough time this weekend yeah because you got to know too many people well no because um uh ally was taking me over to the my apartment and i was locked out Oh wow! So, oh great somebody had to, the, the police officer had to let us in but you can do that if you weren't at Mayberry. That's true. And so one thing I like, I always liked about Carly's Mercantile, and I'm presuming that Mainstream Merchants Main is going to continue, yeah. is that it uh, uh, had that hometown feel mm-hmm. where, but it had like almost everything I needed. Because it was one time I was like, I had gooky hands and I needed some wet wipes, and then there's another time I had a headache, and I so it's great having all those things. But now on top of that, we got these these arts and crafts and these spices. Dick, you got to try the spice, man. I'm telling you, you need to add it to your uh, your your cookout stuff. Okay. And we're we're also um, gonna be selling CBD. Oh, okay. So yeah, I have a friend. Her name is Leanne Donato. Mm-hmm. She's she's completely blind, and she. Um, is selling CBD online. Well, that's cool. Now, for those you know of our listeners who who don't know, because you it's, know we're worldwide now, you yourself are are blind. Yes. And so, are you have someone else who's blind? That that's really cool. Yes, I I have, um, and her sister is also blind. Wow. So um, it was, she says that it was kind of meant to be, mm-hmm. so they could help each other. But that's that's a, that's a cool way of looking at it. There's a different way. So with them coming in, too, and what do you say that they're going to uh, uh, have again? Uh, she's going to... CBD products, yeah, right? Yeah, CBD products, which is... It's it's not THC. It's it's the healthy 
person right. THC. And a lot of people are like kind of crash course learning about that because at first, oh, it's pot. They're selling pot. And they oh, realize, no, no they're no, way different animals here. Yeah. And do you know what some of the like the properties of CBD, what they're supposed to do? Is it like relieve gout or uh, fix so, eyesight? So it does uh, multiple things. Um, it'll, it'll help you. It, what it helps me is is relax. So what I get is there's different CBDs. So I get the one that does uh, that helps me sleep. Mm-hmm. It's called Ultra Dream, and it it has melatonin in it, but it also along with the uh, the things that CBD has. But it, it just it just mostly relaxes you, and if you have if you're having a hard day or whatever, you know, just just take it and mm-hmm. it'll it'll make your day a little bit brighter. That's good, and it's it's natural yeah. too. That's yeah, a big it's, it's thing about natural, stuff like that. It's it's natural products. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's natural. Well, it's all it's, happening it's cool. at Main Street Merchants. And Main they, Street Merchants. You're going to be uh, grand openings tomorrow, guys. And it starts from 10 a.m. to, to 7 a.m. To 7, 7 p.m. Music, drinks, all that kind of stuff. Come check them out. They're located at 208 North Main Street here in downtown Conroe, Texas, where the radio station actually is. Yep. So we encourage people to check that out. More information can be found on Facebook. Just look up Main Street Merchants in downtown Conroe. And it's all going to be on Facebook for you know locations, times, pictures of the products. Again, I, I do give a shout out to all those artisans who do make uh, goods. This is a great place. That's it, right? No, but you're oh so close. I uh, just keep going with uh, it, buddy. But uh, if you do make goods and you want to have a storefront, this is a great way to get into that side of that business. Just contact them on Facebook, Main Street Merchants in downtown Conroe. We're going to be uh, saying goodbye to Carly because yeah. she is our neighbor, and we will that that's not goodbye forever because she is our neighbor. And Carlos, good to see you. It's good to see you too. It's been a long time since I've been on here. Well, yeah, good. We're glad to have you on. Well, you're always on on Afternoons Lone Star. Well, yeah. Don't make it sound like yeah. we're just no, telling you mean, this, We're telling Rick we're cheating on him now. But, yeah. No. We know you're an afternoon person. <laughs> so uh, thanks for listening to Lone Star Community Radio, IRLoneStar.com. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with more stuff going on around town. So stick around. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Are you one of those who feel that life is too short to drink bad coffee? Then come to Beanpoint Coffee. Beanpoint Coffee is open with two locations. Whether you're in downtown Conroe or historic Montgomery, we have the best fresh brewed and specialty coffee, delicious pastries, and courteous staff. Come visit us at 330 North Main Street in Conroe or 401 College Street, Suite 170 in Montgomery. Visit BeanpointCoffee.com see our complete list of special events. What can the Better Living for Texans program do for you? You can learn how to increase your consumption of fruits and vegetables, choose foods that are relatively inexpensive and good to eat, make your food dollars last longer, prepare quick, nutritious meals, help your children learn how to eat healthier snacks, and much more. 
Our program is committed to helping people like you improve your health through providing research-based nutrition education in a friendly, cost-free, and relaxed environment. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. Lone Star Community Radio is ready for the summer. If you or anyone you know is looking for a summer internship, Lone Star Community Radio is a great place to learn the radio and TV business. Contact the station at info at IRLoneStar.com or call the station's message line at 936-647-3776. Lone Star Community Radio offers a great opportunity to those interested in learning about the radio world. Hey, what is up, Conroe? This is Rick TRC. You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 on KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. All right, welcome back to Dick and Skippy and the mornings you just missed. Our neighbors over here. Carly. Main Street Merchants opening up tomorrow. Grand opening starting at 10 a.m., folks. 10 a.m. all the way to 7 p.m. So to come check it out, 28 North Main in downtown Conroe, Texas, next to the radio station. So there's that. So we say thanks for coming in and talking about what they offer. I think it's just a cool idea to have if you make goods at home and you're looking for a storefront to sell your stuff and it's local. That's one thing I like is... You become that kind of store where only thing in there will be fully, will be soon to become everything local. Mm-hmm. So now I got to come up with a weird thing to sell. But uh, well, my well, my Coca Cola bottle cap earrings. Well, that's you. Doing it for I'm you. talking about me. I'm talking about me. So oh, let's bring back macrame. I don't know what that is. Oh my gosh, it was big thing in the '60s and '70s. Uh, it's you know you take these colored twines and. And yarns and... And you make into a face? Uh, well, no, you'd make them into, like, plant holders, or I, I, I macrameed my, my father a belt, okay. which, you know, I think to his credit, he well, wore if you, once. if you have a talent, then go for it, man. Yeah. Right? Uh, we do want to let people know we do have a guest on Wednesday. If you didn't know, coming up this weekend at the Wood Forest uh, Craft Fest is happening over at the Christine Allen Nature Park over at Wood Forest Parkway. Uh, they're going to be having a craft fest, so brew, uh, craft brew fest. We're going to be posting more information about that. So we have a guest on Wednesday for that, so we're excited. Uh, other than that, I think that's really it for today's show, unless, Sean, you want to get on your soapbox again and talk about nah, stupid stuff. No, nah, I think I mean, one soapbox a day Sports is, is going well, but I know you don't like sports. Well, I know the Astros are, like, yeah, really kicking the Walked off. I think I was on the, the bottom now, of the 10th. Or... Carrera had a walk-off home run. Now, what is a walk-off home run? What is what makes it a walk off? I, I don't know what that means. That means the, the end of the game. Oh, okay, because you hit the home run and you yeah. Well, because what off. happens? Yeah, what happens is when you after the ninth inning, when you, it's basically overtime from there. Then gotcha. On, and each one can respond. So you have top and bottom of the tenth. So whoever and gets, when he scored, they the New York did not have a chance to rebuttal. Gotcha. So um, well, Carrera apparently with this walk off home run dedicated it to a, a cancer patient. The child. So that was really cool. These Astros, I want to get to know them more because I remember when we had, what would they call them, the Killer Bees, Bagwell and Biggio, and oh, I can't remember the third Beck, one. Beck, no. Berkman. Berkman. Berkman, Bagwell, and Biggio. That, those guys really did good stuff. And, and I think this current crop of Astros, Altuve and Carrera, yeah. see, I'm actually able to start naming them, which shows how, how much they're affecting me. That they seem well, to be a, a good crop of, of gentlemen, yeah. and I'm proud of that. 
So that's good. And the Texans won too, a game that most people didn't think they were going to win. So there's that. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, so this, basically, the Texans completed successfully. And the, the Rockets, one, the one task know, they were paid millions I'm, of dollars. The Rockets to do. have been erased. So in China, so we don't know if they're even coming back. <laughs> we have no idea, guys. Are they in some dank cells. Somewhere? I mean, we don't know. We don't. I, I, I see that. That to me is. I'm telling you, I'm really enjoying. Oh, Yao Ming is no longer a rocket, right? No, but he owns a restaurant in Houston, and I wonder if he's going to get erased. Um, Who else is, who's they, next? Are they going to send him over to affect a, a, I mean, a I, rescue? I have no idea. I, I, I don't. What I really love about that situation is it really presents like a lose-lose for everybody. And you know everyone in that, the whole NBA is just like, can we just get over this? But I don't think this, I don't think it's really going to go away because of Hong Kong. I think Hong Kong really kind of shows you why people are upset about relationships with China. And I don't really, I honestly, I don't really know why they're protesting. I have no idea. Oh, uh, complete and utter lack of democracy. I mean, the only thing I can guess is whenever Britain was in the 90s when they gave, they transferred power. Yeah. People were just used to living life that way, and then mm-hmm. it's like now we have to change over here, and we don't really want to live life that way. Yep. Which is the, you know the typical. That's why you have protests and revolts and stuff like that. Yeah, and remember this, as you just pointed out, this is based off of Hong Kong. Now think back many years when we had the Tiananmen Square riots, that you know you had the man standing in front of a tank, and you thought that was like a life changing moment, but unfortunately for yeah. the most part, China they're on the world stage, you know, and. Uh, that's, always, that's always interesting to me is when we have when we have intentions and we like I, I don't know how to word this without you know getting controversial with it but like for example the lack of information back in the World War II and like because that's what I really want to know the reality of the concentration camps over in Europe where how when did we really know like the world when did the world know. Because I know there's a lot of atrocities happening all over the world. Like, you know, Japan well, had its own, that, China had its own. I mean, America even had its own. We had camps, too. Yeah, well, between but, I mean, 39 and 41, a lot of America, because of its isolationist stance that the president was trying to get us out of, we had blinders on, blah, blah, blah. And unfortunately, once we entered, you know, we saw the bad guys everywhere, and boom, suddenly we have internment camps, which are different than concentration camps. Well, no, but I mean, more of like... The, the the interest from the world going, you know, what's what's good, what's bad? Because I imagine at that time it was all over the place because everyone's at war. So you're yeah. like, do we really drop a nuclear bomb and kill well, these also, many people? Okay. Or is the friend of is the enemy of my enemy my friend, or is the enemy of my enemy another enemy that must be destroyed? Or who's you you know when you get on a global stage like that, where when you go to war with someone, it's not just them; it's who they go to war with, and that's where you get. Yeah. World War, the Great War, and then World War Two happening. But what, what I'm thinking now is there's so I mean there's still stuff going on around the world that the mo- the average person be like that is despicable, mm-hmm. and there's nothing we can really do about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is something because I always make the joke when talking about you know geopolitics with people. It's like you know it's weird to me is you have somebody like Mark Zuckerberg or Bill Gates can just literally buy a private army and go over to Africa and end, you know, the the tribal wars that are happening there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what would happen if he did that? He would be held up on, I don't know if it would be a war crime scenario. Does that make sense? Yeah, Because like, there's a lot of chaos over there from what I understand. True, and, but here's the thing. you got to bear in mind, who can we trust the person? Can we trust the Bezoses or the Gateses of the world to say, okay, whose side are you? What if they decide the other side needs to win? Well, that's what I'm saying. I wonder, and I think this is one of those interesting timelines is we see where people get challenged 
and it's almost like where your allegiance lie. Mm. Because I mean, I know the NBA is just uh, they're just they're just a sport. People they just make they just play a sport and they play it around the world. But then when politics get involved, mm-hmm. and then like soccer is another bigger one that goes around the world. Like because soccer has a lot of evolution to go through. Mm-hmm. Meaning like like I said in Iran, women are just now allowed to be in the stadium in Iran. There's a lot of human rights going on over in Qatar because they're hosting the World Cup, upcoming World Cup, mm-hmm. and people are like, you know, FIFA's supposed to embody everybody and fair play and all that stuff, and now we're, you award it to a country who, you know, apparently it's like, the, you know, the worst country in the world. But it, it's one of those things where we're beginning to, like, the, probably the biggest shift they're going to go through is homosexuals in the sport because Italy is, like, from what I understand, Italy still can't get over racism. Because now you have players who are black going over there, and it's like a known thing. It's like if you're a black player getting transferred over to Italy, be prepared to get those smaller teams. To, you go to the smaller towns to play. You're going to be faced with some you're well, challenge. It's funny because hand in hand with that, France is very racist, but only you can have a black French person, and that's okay. You know, Alexander Dumas, the guy that actually created the Three Musketeers mm-hmm. in the 18th uh, 19th century. Was black. You know, we didn't have the American history of racism there. But French people, generally, not all of them, uh, tend to be incredibly racist for anyone who's not French. So it's not the skin color so much. If you're a black non-French person, you're treated as equally bad as a non-French white person. But they are, you know, every country has their own particular brand of, of what racism is or what the, whatever there is. Well, I guess is. really what I'm trying to get to with the conversation is, you know, when we know something's wrong, we we take ourselves responsible for not doing anything. After so, World War II, when we think of who we, if we'd gone in in 1939 or even 1940, think about who we could have saved. And so with the current situation that's happening with Turkey and stuff, why hasn't anybody else helped? Why? There you go. I'm just, I'm, I don't well, know. No, that, that's I'm, the whole point. I'm because we because... put in troops many years ago to say we're going to fund you, we're going to train yeah. you, and you're in return for all this money we're going to give you and training and weapons and everything, you're going to keep ISIS at bay from spreading. You're going to keep them contained, and for the most part, they did. Now, Turkey is the new bad guy, and they're like, we want what you have. And at that particular moment, the administration, or the president, I guess I should say, said, this is the time for us to pull out. And I'm not a fan of that, personally. And I, I encourage you, um, Dan Crenshaw, you know, the congressman, the... the, 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 the Cyclops? <laughs> Cyclops, right. Well, he actually he actually dressed up as Thor last Halloween. It looked pretty cool because he had the, the I mean, Thor, he I owns it. So, I, I mean, yeah, I don't he, feel bad for calling that. Yeah, I mean, no, that's pretty cool. He owns it. But he actually, you know, I saw him on Twitter and stuff where he was vocal saying, this is the right... As a veteran... And as a congressman, I think this is the wrong call, and I hope it's undone. You know, what's done can be undone um, because already Turkey's moving in and and doing bad stuff. Yeah, I'd hate for it to think that the president was like, okay, you want to – I'm tired of people saying we need to get out of war zones, so let's get out of war zone and see how long it takes for – Well, I mean, I think a lot of things are like are hard pills to swallow mm-hmm. in a sense of like if you're going to stand for peace, then, then – this is the outcome of peace. Yeah, well, that's is the that thing. Mean, I, don't, it almost sounds, I know it's inadvertently, like, not causing peace, but it's just kind of one of those, I feel like it's just one of those things is you're damned if you do, you're damned if you mm-hmm. don't. 
Because in the long run, I mean, things are going to change so drastically 100 years from now. But on the, think about how everything's been very chicken little. Like when uh, Trump finally said, you know what, I'm going to ratify the 30-year-old uh, bill that, that said to make uh, the embassy in Jerusalem, yeah. the Israeli. And I think for like 30 years, it was, it was every president just kicked it down, the, kicked the can down the street until Trump said, I'm signing it. Boom, it's done. And people are like, oh, there's going to be World War III. Everyone's going to nuke Israel. Israel's going to nuke Pakistan, or Palestine. Has anything of It probably will. In like 20 years, they're going to bomb it. I mean, well, someone's going to do that. But I mean, that would happen whether or not there's an embassy. But here's the thing. Literally, no, I think it would happen happened. because there is an embassy. But literally, nothing happened. Well, I know. I'm just saying that's what I can see happening. Just so creates an excuse to do something horrible. It's too early to tell if the withdrawal from Syria will how badly it'll affect it. Now, there's an effect, obviously. And well, I mean, I'm just enough curious because you, to go you, back read, in? I don't you know. read things like you know the UN and then like all those folks are saying like don't do these things. If they do them, we're gonna do bans to Turkey. And I'm like, well. I feel like if everyone's in agreement that what they're doing is bad and no one's really doing anything about it, then something I, else is going on. Well, I feel uh, my personal sense is the UN has pretty much become a paper tiger. Yeah. The, the, you know, they'll, they'll ban, they'll, they'll ask this country to join the club. That's, you know, the, the human, <laughs> China being on the humanitarian council, you know, stuff like that. It's, it does start so, well. It's, you, the, you make Americans a joke. Typically, you make a joke. You, of, you of make a UN. joke about that, though. But it wasn't like last week. You said, you know, without an influence of a Western influence, yeah, those countries wouldn't be changing the way slowly. Well, no, with the Western influence, but the United Nations, remember, frequently lambasts America's well, everyone policies. Does. It's easy, no, but as they hold out their other hand for the money, we pay. I believe America pays in the UN. As much as the next ten or twenty countries, well, that's one thing I, I would I wouldn't be interested to see if you just and again like if you're if you're trying to make if you're trying to get out of wars or get you know if that's your goal then I'd be interested to see if you just pull if you just pull money like you know we're not going to support this stuff. Well, that's what the current administration is doing. Like we're pulling out of the Paris Accord because even if the United States went one hundred percent green tomorrow. It's not going to have an effect because of the Chinas of the world. So it's, or okay. the Iran nuclear deal where billions of dollars are going to Iran and literally Iran did not stop their program. And now they're saying, give us the money back or we're going to keep on building. So weird stuff happening in there. You know, we'll see what Wednesday brings. Yeah, Wednesday gives me a fun time. Don't forget, we're going to have a special guest on Wednesday talking about the upcoming craft fest, the Wood Forest Craft Fest here in Montgomery County happening this weekend. You're listening to Dick and Skippy in the mornings here on IRLoneStar.com. And, of course, Condors FM 104.5, 106.1. We will be back Wednesday. We'll see you guys later. Peace.